welcome to the Vector Accelerator podcast, where we delve into the profound journey of veterans navigating the transition from military service to civilian life. Join us as we explore the challenges faced and the critical question for clarity in identity, purpose, and community beyond the uniform. I'm your co-host, Michael Halterman. My friends call me Halty, and I hope you will too. I spent about 20 years in the United States Marine Corps, first 10 years as an infantryman, and the second 10 years in special operations. The best version of me is always in service to others. I'm joined by my co-host, Joe Lara. You know, I joined the Navy to serve four years thinking that was going to be it, but that quickly turned into 24 and it flew by. Today, the best version of me is serving and hustling for others so that they can find clarity. And Halty and I, we're here together and we hope that you can find the best version of you. Today, we have a special guest, Corey Fossbender. Welcome, Corey. Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me. Corey spent just over 30 years in the Air Force with 27 of those years in Air Force Special Operations Command. He retired a little over a year ago and has been traveling the country with his lovely wife. And so the place we'd like to get started, since especially since you're just going through and just transitioned, if you will, if, if you could distill your military to civilian journey into a single word or a short phrase that captures its essence, what would that word or phrase be? Wow, that's a great question. I don't know if I am eloquent enough to just speak in one word, but uh, I would say what captures it, I feel like when I was in the military, especially as I was getting out even to the very end, I was on a speeding train and, and mm. parts of the compartment yeah. that I was in was on fire all the time. So uh, the word I would <laughs> use is uh, transformation. Like, I transitioned, but I transformed more so. And, you know, as the transition continues, as it will, Mm. I feel forever, the transformation, I would say, is that one word. Because I've transformed, like, this beard I didn't have. Thankfully, uh, they're talking about it now in the military of having beards. But, uh, (laughs) you know, just certain transformations that happened, you know, owning some of my own time, owning some of my own choices. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it was interesting. I wasn't used to it, but I'm glad to have had this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I hope it becomes the cliche for all veterans is transformation. I, I really do. Um, so much so that most of us, I think, when we think about trend, you know, transitioning out or separation, it's just the next step. It's, it's the next natural progression of things. Career's ending, get a job, get a career, and just start moving forward. But what's interesting, Corey, is you've done a lot of work in the past year. And, and I'm kind of curious, like when when did you feel like the transformation was sort of like clicking? I guess that's my mm-hmm. question for you. Because I think for me, you know, and 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 Halty, we, we kind of know we're in this period of transformation. But when did you start feeling like, huh, something's different? This isn't just the next step. Uh, I would say it was almost right before I got out. So I had saved Mm. a lot of leave. Um, I don't know why it wasn't, you know, beneficial to me to save that much leave. So I had some time off to do, you know, the out process and then things like that. So I, I didn't have like a a comp time off, you know, I had actual leave. So, you know, a little bit more untouchable. Uh, So I would say I felt like 
I was still in, you know, because people needed me. I was still getting phone calls, you know, and it was, uh, there was no transition. So I felt the transition, I would say probably maybe four or five months actual after my actual retirement ceremony, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was working through all the other, you know, logistical things that you have to do and administrative stuff. Um, that's when I started realizing like, okay, I don't have to be anywhere or people, I don't have the responsibility that I owe to people necessarily like you would in a job or the, the military. Um, that started my transition. Like, oh man, may, I have time for myself now and, and mm. time for my family. So I think when I, uh, I chose that time, that transition to focus on the family, I guess, and, and, and share my time, which I hadn't done for so long, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had something. So owning my own time, I guess, is when I felt it. Yeah, something analogous happened during you know my transition. I'd I'd finished the giant checklist that the command required, and you know, big Marine Corps required, and and all of those things. But the transition it was still happening. I was still figuring out who I was, and I remember literally four years down the road, four full years, I woke up in the morning, and I realized my mortgage is being paid. I feel good about my job. I'm I'm fully becoming this new person, or maybe I've I've become this new person who I'm who I'm supposed to be, who's taking care of responsibilities, spending more time with his family, and all of those things. And it was it was a full four years down the road, though, as it as it continued to unfold. Yeah, yeah I feel that's fair because I I still have things unfolding as well, so mm. it's going to continue. I think for myself at least. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. I, I love the fact that, I mean, definitely both you gentlemen have, have uh, dove into the whole self-reflection piece. And that's really what, what this chapter is all about, is a lot of reflection. Um, some folks wonder, like, why reflect? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think what's what's really awesome, and this is basically my first question for you, Corey, and then also kind of you, Halty, is in the reflection um, is the the essence of your core beliefs. That's where you start figuring out your values and what matters to you, um, your principles, and, and like where did you develop them and where did they come from? And those types of questions come from that self reflection in your backstory. And so uh, for Corey, for you, um, how did the self reflection impact your overall transition journey as it pertains to uh, beliefs and core beliefs? I would say that uh, in the transition, going from, and I would say shedding the responsibilities that I had, hmm. I realized that, you know, and that was as I was leaving. So I'm, you know, the tail end that my priorities had shifted. So mm-hmm. I, my values of who I was didn't change, but the priorities of those values changed. So I was able to, you know, unbolt from that job or the military and, and, and be a husband, be a father, be, you know, a, a brother, son, um, more so than I had in the military. And, and, and I would say as a regret, you know, that I had in the military is that I, I always worked and, and, and that was the priority versus staying in touch or visiting family and, and friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I found, you know, going back to really being specific about the reflection because it just kind of came up. It's new year and um I just downloaded uh the new 
whatever for iPhone, the new version or whatever, and just putting it out there that iPhone has its own journal now. So if you have an iPhone, mm. you have a very quick at your fingertips opportunity to start capturing your thoughts and then you can go mm. back and reflect on it. And the, the beauty of the reflection um, that I found and I, and look, I, I don't journal every day and I have my ups and downs where I'm journaling all the time. And then I forget for like a month or three weeks and I'm like, ah, that's right. Where's, where's that thing? Let me go pick it back up. And I reread some of my ups and downs of my moods and how that yeah. affected me and my wife and how that affected me and the family. And it's a really good way of starting to gauge, am I making some incremental improvements in these areas or have, am I, am I declining in some of these areas? And I need to really start to figure out what is, how much my attitude is affecting others around me. And that was one of the biggest takeaways I've been getting, especially lately um, through self-reflection, through journaling and really starting to pull that apart. I love that, Halti. Thanks for sharing that that um, yeah. that that new addition. And mm -hmm. I think that's part of why we believe journaling and writing. Uh, maybe it's typing a text, uh, you know, if that's the app, or printing the curriculum, you know, that that we've made for you mm -hmm. to put pen to paper. That's the place to uh, start. To, yeah. to add, yeah, add add words to the inner monologue because I think there's a lot of our thoughts that we hold inside, and. We, we don't really process them well because we don't spend time with it. But by writing mm -hmm. it down, you're taking the time to write. And it just adds this layer of, of, um, of re reality to this inner monologue that we hold on. And, and Corey, as you were talking about like your core beliefs, I know just talking to many veterans, one of the, their core beliefs is like huge responsibility and possibly even letting down some of their military peers by leaving, right? Like, oh man, I'm, I have the sense of responsibility to them. I'm going to work to the very last day of my of my career because that's just how I feel and can't let go kind of thing. And so there's a lot of wrestling and struggling with that. Was that anything that you had to sort of like um, check in with yourself and say, okay, with my values, what do I have to clearly suppress? Maybe not suppress, but refocus kind of like you said, your priority with your family. That was a great example of refocusing. Were there any others that you had to sort of wrestle with or, 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 or look at? I'm glad you asked that because I've been thinking about that for the last year. Um, speed. So <laughs> yeah, I went from that racing train that was, you know, on fire in certain compartments, um, to, you know, having my own space or having my time. So owning that space and time. So then what changed is that I didn't prioritize like dropping everything I was doing to answer a text from someone, you know, I was more in the moment. So I think yeah what changed in my values were, you know, this, you know, whether it's social work or whatever versus, you know, more important, who's going to be here, who's laying on the pillow next to me, who's, you know, sharing yeah. dinner, you know, that's where I, I, I think my value of where I gave my energy, that's what changed. So the, mm -hmm. and kind of back to that priority, I prioritized, you know, where am I going to value that time? So that value still didn't, is still a value, but it, it, it shifted. It's 180 degrees from where it was. Um, so some of my values have a different outlook versus what they once were, even though the values are still in the core of who I am. If that mm. kind of lays out in an easy way to digest. Yeah, it yeah. totally does. So do you think, you know, allocating your time now and then how that affects how you feel about who you're becoming, 
you know, spending more time with your family, spending more time with your wife. How do you think that's a, you know, it, it seems reciprocal as you, as you spend more time with that, that special person and, and for anybody out there, it could be your kids, it could be your soulmate, it could be your partner, whoever it is. Right. But now you're allocating more time. So Corey, if you could maybe talk through how that's changed things for you and how you've started to feel differently about yourself. Absolutely. And it, I'll kind of weave it in with what you said about, you know, how, how you were, you know, getting your takeaways from journaling. Mm -hmm. um, for me, you have the military background, you know, I'm expert in the military planning process, expert in, you know, decision making, you know, all the different problem solving techniques. Those were tools that I still use in my civilian life. But when it comes to how you react, mm. how you, uh, f where you put your energy in attitude, like you said, halty. So mm. good or bad. And you could see that that's a social, you know, entity as, you know, one person, a strong person, you know, even with a lot of charisma can change everything, change the mm. dynamic of your family, the dinner table, simple chores, uh, being more present yeah. now. So I, I, mm. I don't feel that I was present all the time, you know, cause I was always mind racing and, and I always used to call it, you know, the rats in the skull running around, you know, I was thinking about this report, this, you know, military action, this, you know, as I'm, you know, sharing my time, I wasn't sharing all my time. I was sharing mm. a portion of it with my family or friends or whatever, just like a lot of other folks that have those racing thoughts or racing mind like I do. It's you're constantly going, you're nonstop thinking about, you know, everything. Um, mm -hmm. but after the military and that transition and that transformation, you know, now I'm present. Like I don't walk around with my phone anymore. I don't have two phones that, mm -hmm. you know, one's for work, one's for, you know, personal or whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm not on my email all day. I, I'm present for my wife. I'm present for whatever we're going to do. She's working and, and, you know, I support everything we can for her to be successful. And then after that, we go and hike, we go and swim or go out kayaking or something like that, whatever, whatever the weather yeah. conditions will allow us to do. So being present and getting rid of a lot of those electronic ties or leashes, whatever you want to call them, has, has helped me incredibly. Uh, it's changed my life, to be honest oh, wow. with you. Yeah, I, lo I love that. I think those that are listening, there's some veterans that um, are probably maybe even have a sigh of relief just hearing you say, wow, I, that's actually an option. That's a choice. And, and I think it just reminded mm -hmm. of the very, one of the very first chapters in this curriculum is priorities. Um, actually taking the time to choose what speed do I want to live <laughs> moving forward? Right. Or, you know, wh where am I going to spend my time? Um, and, and there's going to be some veterans that are, that are just wired a certain way where, no, I'm good. Um, I'm okay with the speed. I'm just want to re redirect my energy. And, and right. that's good too. I, I think I think what's mm -hmm. what's awesome is just hearing your personal example, Corey, um, of what's helped you navigate this time. And man, it just sounds you just sound really like it's like a healthy sort of um vibe I'm picking up for sure. And 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 um I just I just greatly appreciate you sharing where, where you're at with that. Um the, the next question I have is about is about values and and the decisions. Uh, the decision-making ability that you had in the military. Um, you used your values, your core values, obviously the military's values to help make some tough decisions. Um, 
and I guess that's the question is, can you provide insights for our veterans um, to practically integrate their core values into decision-making specifically amongst the stress and uncertainty of transition? Like how can they pull from those values to help them in the, the movement of going forward as they consider separation and, and, that, and that process and that new stage? I would say the first step, and this was the toughest for me and still is, is the anxiety, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, anxiety to me is me betting against myself and mm -hmm. I still have anxiety, but I'm still like, all right, I'm, you know, ultimately everything always works out, you know, for the most part, I don't want to jinx myself or anything, but, you know, but <laughs> yeah. constantly, you know, you're running through all the iterations of what can go wrong or, 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 you know, your end state, the intent you're trying to meet, um, for, for veterans getting out. I mean, you have to plan, you have to have some kind of roadmap. We have a roadmap mm -hmm. for everything. You know, we have a, you got your Google, you got your Apple, whatever it is, you have a roadmap for everything. And if you don't have a roadmap, those stress levels and that anxiety, you know, is going to be, you know, insurmountable because you don't know what's on the other side. But if you have, you know, transition courses, uh, our opportunities through the Vector Accelerator and that program was neat for me. Like I had such great uh, time talking to you guys and um, that helped me out a lot. Just having conversations with, with humans that have, you know, similar experiences is incredible. Um, peers are incredible. If the peers aren't helping... Like for me, we had folks that were coming back that were, you know, four months out, three months out so that we could have these. And, and it was pretty informal sit down with everybody to say, all right, hey, you'd have 20 in the first, you know, informal kind of meetup. And then, you know, before long, you got a bigger auditorium because everybody's, you know, wanting to know whether it's, you know, five years, 10 years or someone wants to get out after serving four. Like you got to have a plan. Um, and, you know. Sometimes I don't because I like to see how stuff works out. I mean, I'm, I like shooting, you know, for at least 80% and we'll get to a hundred somewhere along the line. If not, we're going to the next 80%. Um, yeah. but having a plan, having a roadmap, I mean, it's the military planning process. You know, you don't mm -hmm. have to go into the, you know, depths of it, but you know, plan, plan, whatever you're going to do. Like I still, you know, even as I try to figure out where I'm going to live next, you know, which is Sunday. Uh, you know, I got to plan that out. Um, and then you, you know, you can't just have what you're doing tomorrow, you know, hopefully have a little bit longer, you know, aspirations, one year plan, three years or some stretch goals or something like that. But mm -hmm. um, data, you got to have some data too. And if you're journaling, now you have a reference point mm -hmm. to go back to, to see, you know, Hey, here I was with this, this is what I did right. This is what I did wrong. This is how it could be better. Like you debrief yourself or debrief those around you. Um, you know, we debrief in the military after a mission, you know, we don't just yeah. finish the mission and then, you know, you turn the game off. Like you still got to get back to the base. For sure. Yeah. Have you found any, uh, value in having, <clears throat> excuse me, you talked about planning in depth and having a plan. Um, have you found any value in having multiple plans, right? So you've got your primary, your alternate, your contingency, and then the emergency, which nobody wants to use, right? And those are the pace plan, like right. we use a lot in special operations. Have you found value yep. in doing that or you just stick to your primary? No way. I pace and pace and pace. I, mm. There's even probably a couple extra E's, 
you know, <laughs> that I put on there. Um, because anything can happen. We know that life mm-hmm. is, you know, a, a whirlwind of experiences and sometimes they're great and other times they're not. And you can learn from all of them. Um, but having that plan, having that primary alternate contingency, emergency, 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 like ultimately as something to find a place to live, like I could sleep in my car or sleep somewhere on the, you know, park bench, hopefully don't get rolled up or whatever, but you, you know, you, you know, that's probably your H on your ABC plan, you know, right, um, right. but having just options, you, you know, it, yeah. and discussing that with the folks that you're around or, or you're traveling with, like my wife and I have these discussions, you know, daily, and I want her to, to, support what she wants to do. And I want to support what she wants to do. And I want her to support what I want to do. So, um, and if it doesn't work out, you debrief and, you know, hope, you know, the next mission's a little bit better. Mm. And then yeah, in, I, through I, I the process yeah. of planning, have you found that it reduces the anxiety? Cause you're addressing, you're addressing the fear kind of upfront that's right there. Cause transition as a whole can be anxiety inducing because it's just this big thing. But as you start to plan, you can identify, this is what I'm actually fearful of. I'm fearful of failure. Well, how do I not fail? Have you, have you found through the planning process and building plans in depth like that, you can start to reduce anxieties and fears? For sure. Um, Mm. my wife wants to plan, you know, she wants this laid out. So there's no, you know, there's P that's it, Mm. (laughs) you know, A, C, E are mine. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you, you have to be, you have to know that you're one, you're not the only person, you know, there's millions of people that have transitioned, but to be successful and whatever your level or however you label success is, you, you got to have some kind of analysis and to have analysis, you have to have a plan or process to know that if you either want the right way or the wrong way. So, um, like my wife does more Excel sheets than I do. So she's definitely more, you know, administrative, academically, you know, invested into the plan and where I've, I'm good with a bar napkin and uh, maybe my hands or something, you know, like we'll go here and then. Sounds familiar in my house. That's an old helicopter guy, you know, if we hovered here, we didn't like it, we could move, you know? So it wasn't like, it wasn't too crazy, but, but the anxiety, like, like you're saying is, to, to alleviate it, you have to have those, you know, lines filled in those gaps filled in, um, for when something that doesn't go as planned, or, you know, there's some kind of deviation, uh, you're not going to freak out. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, sometimes like anxiety and stress, I've lived with it my entire life and I thrive in that environment. So sometimes I even add extra stuff just to make it a little bit more sporty. <laughs> My I feel like that's a like whole that. nother episode. Yeah. yeah that's a whole nother. Yeah. I appreciate the whole planning piece. I think I remember, uh, that first big leap from active duty to civilian. Uh, I had, um, I did have some data, you know, I was kind of an analytical mindset, right? So I had right. my timelines. I had by this, you know, 90 days, uh, th- 60 days, 30 days kind of thing. And, and then planned out six months in one year, you know, and, um, it didn't always hit the plan. Uh, I, I think right. that's the reality. Right. And, and, and so when it comes to self-reflection and looking at your values, I think that's very similar to the military. How many times were we planning for a deployment mm-hmm. and all of a sudden 
now we're rushed to deployment because something happened in the world that's causing us to surge mm. or uh, our budgets are cut in half because the government is shutting down or whatever. You know, there's always something right. that's un yeah. unforeseen or even even kind of predicted. And you always have to adjust to get the mission done. And I think this is just a realignment of your values to get the mission done. But you're the mission. Your family's the mission. That's right. And hopefully you're the number one priority. Right. So um, I, th I think yeah. that's that's what I definitely learned from part. Yeah, you're you're, you're absolutely right. And the 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 opportunities that you can see that you didn't know were there because you've already had kind of the the plan laid out. Even though you know the plan's not a plan until you run out of time to change it. Like, but you're there. You've got the footsteps. You got the the path yeah. ahead. So then you can find new opportunities. Whereas if you didn't plan which is okay too, but you can't expect, you know, solid results. You got to expect, right. you know, chaos. Mm -hmm. um, Gotta work it. That's yeah. right. So uh, think of like your experiences in the corporate world or the, the military, you know, you've got the, 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 the smart folks leading things. They're not just one person. They're surrounded by a team, you know? So my transition wasn't just about me or, you know, I had a, a, a team of friends and my wife and family, like there was a team of way smarter people than me, um, helping me, helping me and helping that anxiety, you know, uh, indirectly or sometimes directly. That's awesome. Great reference to, uh, the transition team chapter, because that's mm -hmm. really what that's all about is realizing you're not alone. There's people that care about you that are cheering you on and they're sometimes directly involved, especially if you're married to them. Right. So, yeah, you, you know, don't do it alone. This is, this is a, let's go ahead and land the plane, Corey. This is a great conversation, but you know, while we have you, any final thoughts or inspiration for those that are listening to this, uh, to you and, and you have an audience, what would you like to do to, uh, or say to, to inspire the folks that are going through this time in their life that is full of anxiety? Uh, I would say that, and there's, uh, a great amount of transition things out there, courses for, for everything. Um, military, college, you know, you name it, there's transition opportunities to learn through these courses. I learned a lot through you guys and you guys changed my life. Um, wow. because it gave me opportunities to think of things that I wasn't thinking about. And, you know, you guys have your perspective and then you add in another member and they have their perspective. It, it, it's invaluable. Things like that. Um, no matter how smart you are, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. You know, but if you want to go far, you got to go as a team and building that team, you know, from the beginning, you know, not just, all right, I'm getting out. I need a team. Like, hopefully you've had a team this whole time. And now you get some experts out there, kind of like the analogy I use where, you know, leaders surrounding themselves with experts, surround yourself with those experts um, and then pay back, pay back, you know? Yeah. Lo love it. I, I, one of my favorite quotes from a, from a veteran who landed very successfully and is still doing very well. Uh, he said, send the elevator down. Uh, mm, you know, yeah. uh, when, when, you know, that's, that's a great way to, to find success, but then realize you didn't do it alone. And there's a lot of brothers and sisters that are in the, <laughs> that are transitioning all the time. And yeah. so when you can, you know, pay it forward. So that's awesome. That's right. Charge that hill, charge yeah. that hill, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Thanks so much, Corey, for joining us, man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, one, getting to know you 
uh, in this past year, it's been awesome to see you progress through this, through this time and, and, uh, just grateful that you've been able to, uh, to dive in and, and share with us today. And, and how could folks, I know you're traveling the, uh, the, the country, but how, how could folks get a hold of you? Uh, how can people find you if they want to get in touch? Ooh, that's a, that's a, a good question. I have, uh, I've not opened up too much into the socials and I think my LinkedIn's from probably five or six years ago. Uh, maybe just LinkedIn and then uh, I owe it to get it updated. There you go. No worries, Corey. And I think that's another thing too, right? It, there's no pressure here to to be accessible to all. Um, but, but I do appreciate that, Corey. Thank you again so much for joining us. Thanks for uh, having me. Just, yeah. You guys are amazing. Uh, <laughs> I knew it from the first day I met you, Halti, and uh, we had a good time, man. I think I was Thank running you. around like my head was cut off, but you guys were awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And so I just want to tell everybody here, transitioning from the military to civilian life, it's super challenging, especially that that first leap from active duty or maybe reserves or from the guard, wherever you're at, and you're about to jump forward. Um, it's challenging. And, uh, and, but we just also want to remind you, it's not necessarily just about finding a job, but there's so much more at stake here. And it, what's really about is rediscovering yourself, uh, without the uniform and crafting a life that brings genuine fulfillment. And there's a lot to figure it out, but like Corey said, uh, don't do it alone. And so we want to invite our guests to head over to vectoraccelerator.org where you can download our transition checklist and our role in vector accelerator self-guided virtual course to accelerate your journey to clarity, conviction, and confidence.